Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. U.S. ex-ambassador has now been charged as a secret agent in Cuba. Why does this story matter to you? It is one of the biggest breaches uh, in our security in this country in decades. And they're now saying it is one of the worst because it wasn't just Cuba. It was those that are allies to Cuba that were getting information, intel on the United States of America that includes top secret information. What this also brings up is just how bad the deep state in this country has become. Because instead of focusing on things like secret agents that are spying within our country, they're they're, they're focusing on a woke agenda. They're focusing on filling quotas. They're focusing on the LGBTQIA and transgendered and bathrooms, and they're focused on targeting American citizens. They're also focused on the wrong issues like grandmothers who happen to be on the lawn of the Capitol on January the 6th, treating them like they are the same as Al-Qaeda or ISIS, tracking down people that were in and around January 6th. This also goes back to what we are witnessing now with the DOJ, where they're wanting to spy on an enemies list. Anyone, and I talked about this the other day, Anyone that liked a tweet, retweet a tweet from Donald Trump during the last four months that he was the sitting president of the United States of America. That was the request coming from the DOJ to X, formerly known as Twitter. Now, I remind you that the same group of people, by the way, that were doing all that were also doing something else that you need to remember. And that is they were spying on moms and dads and referring to mothers and fathers that were involved in their kids' lives, their school as actual domestic terrorists. 
Why were they calling them domestic terrorists? Because they were showing up at school boards and standing up for their kids' rights as they were trying to be indoctrinated, which is disgusting, by these liberal woke individuals who were trying to indoctrinate and turn your children against you. Now, I also will go back to what the FBI said. The FBI said that parents, and this was in their field offices, should be treated as domestic terrorists no different than al-Qaeda or ISIS if you showed up to a school board meeting. Think about all that as I now tell you this unbelievable story that a U.S. ex-ambassador has now been charged as a secret agent for Cuba. Victor Manuel Roca, who served in U.S. embassies across Latin America, is now accused of spying for Havana's secret intelligence service for decades. This former senior U.S. diplomat who served in embassies across Latin America was accused of spying for Cuba's intelligence service for decades. And one of the highest reaching and longest lasting security breaches of the United States government, period. This according to the criminal complaint that was unsealed. Victor Manuel Roca, a former U.S. ambassador to Bolivia. So he had to go through extensive background checks and had to be confirmed by the Senate, was arrested by the Federal Bureau of Investigation on Friday. The unsealed complaint said that the 73-year-old Roca had worked for Cuba's communist government as a covert agent since at least the early 1980s until now. That means more than 40 years. Quote, Roca secretly supported the Republic of Cuba and its clandestine intelligence gathering mission against the United States of America by serving as a covert agent of Cuba's intelligence services. The complaint states, in doing so, they accuse Roca of providing false information to the U.S. and traveled outside the country to meet with Cuban undercover agents, according to the complaint. Now, during the U.S. investigation, Roca met with an undercover FBI officer who was pretending to be a Cuban agent three times. This happened the last two years, according to the complaint. All three meetings during which Roca used undercover Cuban spycraft were audio taped and videotaped. Now, during the first meeting, they say in Miami, Roca said he had been told by Cuba's intelligence service to lead a, quote, normal life. And that he was publicly espoused right wing and that he publicly espoused right wing political leanings to maintain his cover. Again, this according to the complaint. But throughout the meetings, Roca referred to the U.S. as, quote, the enemy. He praised Fidel Castro and referred to his contacts in Cuban intelligence as his compañeros. That according to the complaint. His lawyer, by the way, has not responded yet to these shocking allegations. What we also know is former diplomats said this is likely to be the worst breach by Cuban intelligence of the U.S. government, surpassing that of Ana Belen Montes, a senior Cuban analysis at the Defense Intelligence Agency who pleaded guilty to spying for Cuba in 2002. She was released in prison from prison in 2023. Quote, this is 10 times worse. It was a great coup for the Cubans, is what John Freely, a former U.S. ambassador to Panama, sang. He said Roca was his mentor when he entered the Foreign Service. 
A spokesman for Cuba's embassy in Washington didn't respond to requests for comment either. Investigators searched Roca's home on Friday and are working to assess what he may have passed to Cuba over the years, according to people familiar with the inquiry. The Justice Department says, and they showed an image which was provided to the public, which contained an affidavit in support of its criminal complaint showing Roca during a meeting with the FBI undercover agent. Again, all of this caught on tape. Colombia-born Roca served in the top post in Bolivia, in the top post in Argentina, in the top post in Dominican Republic, in the top post in Honduras, and the top post and as well in Mexico. He was, quote, a Latin American expert at the National Security Council as well in Washington. In fact, from 1995 to 1997, he served as deputy principal officer at the U.S. Interest Section in Havana, the de facto U.S. Embassy, when the two countries lacked diplomatic relations. According to the complaint, in Havana, he had access and security clearance to information that could have been extremely valuable to the Cuban government, Freely said in a statement. Roca also worked for the U.S. government during a critical period when Cuba and the Soviet Union were Cold War foes. With the U.S., the USSR, and the U.S. nearly went to war in the early 1960s after the U.S. discovered that Soviets had placed nuclear missiles in Cuba. Roca lived in Chile back in 1973 during the period that the country's socialist president was overthrown by a U.S.-backed coup. Former U.S. diplomats say he might have begun to embrace socialist and Cuban ideology then. The undercover FBI agent who first contacted Roca in 2022 um, to, to be a Cuban spy told the diplomat that he knew Roca had been a great friend of ours since his time in Chile. Roca, who holds degrees from Yale, Harvard, and Georgetown universities, joined the State Department in 1981, so 42 years ago. Serving as Honduras desk officer when the U.S. was backing so-called Contra rebels against the Marxist Sandinista government in neighboring Nicaragua. Roca also served as an advisor to the commander of the U.S. Southern Command, which oversees U.S. military relations with Latin American countries, including Cuba, from 2006 to 2012. Quote, this action exposes one of the highest reaching and longest lasting infiltrations of the United States government by a foreign agent. That is what the Attorney General Merrick Garland said in a statement. Roca's position within the U.S. government would provide him with access to non-public information and the ability to affect U.S. foreign policy, Garland said on Monday. After retiring from the State Department, Roca had a second career serving in lucrative jobs for firms doing business in Latin America. The complaint continued. He was hired in September to work in the U.S. unit of Spanish public relations firm as a senior international business advisor, all the while cultivating the facade of a conservative and supporter of former President Donald Trump. Quote, I have created the legend of a right-wing person, he told the FBI agent in a taped conversation. He appeared to also deploy that tactic in 2002 when he was ambassador to Bolivia. Roca publicly railed against leftist Coco Farmer, leader there, Morales, 
threatening that voting for him in that year's election could jeopardize U.S. assistance to the country. Voters capitulated Morales into prominence in the election, positioning him to win the presidency three years later. Instead of burying me, Morales said at the time about Roca and the U.S., they made me much stronger. Freely, who had known Roca for 30 years, said he parted ways with his former mentor in Miami because he had turned into an enthusiastic supporter of Trump. He deserves an Oscar, but he's going to get a jail cell, Freely said. To maintain his cover, by the way, he went as far as to support anti-Castro legislation in the U.S. in 2022. Roca also contributed $750 to the re-election effort of Cuban-American Representative Maria Salazar, a Republican from Florida. Earlier this year, Salazar reintroduced the Fighting Oppression Until the Reign of Castro Ends Act, which prevents the U.S. from normalizing relations with Cuba unless democracy is restored on the island. The bill would also stop the U.S. from removing Havana from the state sponsor of terrorism list a top Cuban priority, unless a lift of of conditions is, quote, met. And in late 2022, Roca also told the undercover FBI agent that he traveled to Havana from Panama in 2017 using a Dominican passport rather than his U.S. passport. He told the FBI agent he'd been spying for Cuba, quote, for almost 40 years. During a meeting with the undercover FBI officer at a food court on Miami's Brickell Avenue, Roca said his intelligence activities had been enormous, more than a grand slam for Cuba. At another meeting, the undercover FBI officer questioned his loyalty to the Cuban regime. Roca uh, responded angrily. All of this caught on video, saying, quote, it's like questioning my manhood. It's like you want me to drop them and show that I still have testicles. The complaint didn't specify the information that Roca, Roca could have supplied to Cuba's government and to their allies or whether he received some sort of payment. The complaint indicated that he was mostly driven by his sympathy for the Cuban regime. A primary interest for Cuba's spy service has long been understanding U.S. policy towards the island and figuring out ways to influence it. An asset like Roca could have provided a gold mine for that gold, counterintelligence experts are now declaring. And the State Department, as well as the intelligence community, said they will assess the damage inflicted to the U.S. national security by Roca's spy. The State Department spokesman said, quote, it's been over 20 years since he left the State Department. At a court hearing in Miami, Roca dressed in a tan jumpsuit, cried, and then looked forlorn watching his family as they left the chamber. He didn't enter a plea. More charges are more likely than ever to be filed, a prosecutor said. A detention hearing is set for Wednesday but could be moved. So what does this actually mean? It means that we had a guy that was spying on this country for literally 40 years, giving intel to Cuba, who could have easily been giving that intel to China and to Russia and to many other communist countries. That's number one. Number two, this goes back to the biggest problem that I have now with our clandestine services, with our intelligence community, with our FBI, with our DOJ. And honestly, the list really does go on and on. And my problem is specifically this. What we have now 
is we have and we live right now in a time where our U.S. government is actually not focused on the most important things that we're that I'm describing right now. And that is actually catching the people that are doing harm to this country, because instead they're focusing on hunting down grandmothers who were around the lawn on January 6th, the Capitol. They're obsessed with parents that go to school board meetings and refer to them as domestic terrorists. They're obsessed with changing this country and bringing in people that are that, that love socialism and communism. And eight million people have crossed the southern border since Joe Biden has been president. We have not even impeached a man that's keeping our borders open in Mayorkas. Why? Because, they're the, the, again, the deep state is obsessed with protecting Hunter Biden, who you could also argue at this point was basically a spy for Ukraine, for Russian oligarchs, and for the Chinese. They were doing a pay-to-play scheme where if you wanted a favor from the U.S. government or you needed information or help from the Bidens, you just had to pay millions of dollars to the Biden crime family to get what you needed from our U.S. government. Let all that sink in. And every time you, you, you think about the damage that has been done here to this country and to our interests for the last 40 years because of this spy, just remember that during this entire time, they were more concerned about woke propaganda, woke agenda items in the deep state, worried about, you know, women's and men's bathrooms changing or putting parents in jail and putting them on terrorist watch lists. They also, and I forgot this, and I just want to remind you, this is all under the Biden administration. Remember this, too. This administration went to traditional Catholics and went to them and tried to get them to spy on their own parishioners and referred to them as extremists. That is what the Biden administration has actually been working on. Okay? That's what the Biden administration has has literally been working on right now. Instead of focusing on real issues like what I just described to you. All right, let me tell you real quick about an amazing company called Patriot Mobile. For 10 years, they have been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile. They offer you dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the leftist agenda. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military, our veterans, and first responder heroes. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, making switching easy. You get to keep your same cell phone number, keep your same phone that you have right now, keep your same phone, or upgrade to a new one, and their team will help you find the best plan for your needs and save you real money. You got a small business? They can cover all that as well. All you need to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash ferguson. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or call them 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the promo code Ferguson. Join me and make the switch today and protect our values and stand for them with every phone call. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or 972-PATRIOT. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There has been a lot of chatter recently about moving forward with impeachment. When would it happen? Will it happen? Would the Republicans wuss out impeachment in this impeachment inquiry? I am in Washington, D.C. right now, and what I can tell you, after talking with several members of the House, there is now a plan. Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, said, quote, the House will vote next week on formalizing Joe Biden impeachment inquiry. Let me give you the details of what I was told about this, again, from members of the House. The House will officially vote the week of December the 10th on formalizing the impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden to strengthen subpoena power over the stonewalling of the Biden administration. House Speaker Mike Johnson stated during a press conference, the vote will be a big test to be clear for House Republicans. Why? Because they hold a very slight majority, as you may know, over the House Democrats. The measure will need nearly all Republican support. This is part of the reason why this has taken so long. Because if you don't have the votes, you don't want to bring it to a vote. It would be a massive defeat for Republicans and a huge victory 
for the Democrats, specifically for Joe Biden. Now, Representative Kevin McCarthy, as to go back and just remind you of how we got to where we are, he opened the impeachment inquiry on September the 12th. Lawmakers did not, let me say this again, did not vote to approve the measure. If the impeachment inquiry receives the majority support on the House floor, the inquiry will be formally adopted. That is a status that the Speaker Johnson says will help the House's inquiry obtain information blocked by the White House. Now, Speaker Johnson is in a tough situation right now, and I like to just be honest about my expectations. Speaker Johnson is trying to corral some moderate Republicans to do the right thing here. You have to understand just how weak some of these Republicans actually are. Look no further than the expulsion last week of a congressman from New York. They have not, just to put it in perspective, expelled a senator, Menendez, who had gold bars sewn into his jackets, and they busted him being bribed by foreign countries. That guy is still in the Senate. So just put that into perspective of how hard it is to deal with some of these Republicans. I'll even go a step further. The House, and it is unconscionable, I would argue at this point, has not impeached, and they have grounds, serious grounds to impeach Mayorkas. Mayorkas's job is to protect us at our borders. He is a guy that is clearly not doing his job, and also, more importantly, not even applying the laws that we have on the books now to protecting this country. Mayorkas, there are, there's overwhelming easy grounds for impeachment of him. And Republicans are the ones that are, I'm, I'm trying to use my words carefully here, wussing out. They are wussing out on getting rid of Mayorkas who has lied to Congress, who has said countless times that our southern border is secure, when 8 million illegal immigrants have come across, to be very clear, have come across the southern border under the Biden administration. There is There are multiple times that Mayorkas has lied to Congress, and he has the laws on the books that he needs right now to protect this country, He is not doing his job and his sworn duty. You could easily impeach Mayorkas based on him, based on the numbers of illegal immigrants, the wide open border, and having and ordering Border Patrol to actually cut through barriers to allow more illegal immigrants into this country. This is an administration that actually sues the state of Texas to cut down some of the barriers that they are breaching they're basically their authority going above and beyond their authority that is supposed to be on the federal government to protect the United States of America. They'll sue them, but they won't stop the illegal immigrants coming to this country. There's also a national security aspect to Mayorkas as well. There have been countless people that have been caught by Border Patrol who are on the terrorist watch list. 
What has he said? Oh, no big deal. Don't worry about it. We've got a secure border. Everything's fine. So if the Republicans, and the reason why I, I'm, I'm telling you about Mayorkas, reminding you, Mayorkas' impeachment is like the simplest case. Have 8 million people come across the border? Yes. Did you lie about the border? Yes. Did you lie and say the border is secure countless times to Congress? Yes. Have you lied about the number of domestic ter- or foreign terrorists coming across the border? Yes. Have you lied about the fentanyl that's coming across the border? Yes. Like there are multiple reasons to impeach Mayorkas. And they should be able to do it. it. This is this shouldn't be hard. And yet, the Republicans have not had the votes to even deal with that. So, when you look at it from that perspective, you can't get rid of a senator, Bob Menendez, who they find gold bars sewn into his suit pockets in his house. The pictures are out there. Everybody knows that he did this. The evidence is damning and overwhelming, and they can't get rid of him. And then you have Mayorkas and and lying about the border and 8 million people flooding across the southern border, and you can't get rid of him. You understand why I have concerns and the reason why Kevin McCarthy on September the 12th did not vote to approve this measure. Now, they need to vote to approve this measure, but again, quote, Johnson said yesterday, The House has no chance if it's going to follow its constitutional responsibility to formally adopt an impeachment inquiry on the floor so that when the subpoenas are challenged in court, we will not be at the apex of our constitutional authority. So that is the argument that he's giving the members of the House. We need to have the the ability, the authority, And it's our responsibility to formally adopt the impeachment inquiry so that we have the power of subpoenas the way that we need them. Johnson said Republican, the Republican majority should hold strong to formalize the inquiry because it is a legal decision, not a political one. The way that he's framing this, I love the way he's framing it. He's explaining the legal side of this and why legally this is the right thing to do. Finally, he says, quote, all the moderates in our conference understand this is not a political decision. That's what he said to reporters. This is a legal decision. This is a constitutional decision. And whether someone is for or against impeachment is of no importance right now. He finally said we have to continue our legal responsibility. And that is solely what this vote is about. So the preparation for this vote is incredibly important. The way that he's laying this out, saying, look, you're not voting in favor of impeaching him. That's not what this vote is. This is about the legal authority. And that's what we're dealing with here. This is all about the legal authority. Now, in preparation for the vote, we also know this. The House Judiciary Ways and Means and Oversight Committees jointly released a interim 78-page staff report yesterday in the evening about the Justice Department's deviations in the five-year investigation to Hunter Biden. This thing is long. It's 78 pages. Describing political interference clearly in this probe. It's in, I mean, it's significant. Some House Republicans also believe the Biden administration's alleged political interference in the probe is a key point for lawmakers to consider before the formalizing impeachment inquiry vote. 
in preparation for potentially pursuing articles of impeachment against President Biden. The House, as you know, launched its investigation into Joe Biden in November of 2021. They uncovered significant evidence against him uh, of direct payments now going into the Biden bank account. I'm talking about the president's bank account, President Joe Biden's bank account from shady payments coming from China, Ukraine and Romania, which they said never happened. And guess what? It did. Please share this podcast with your family and friends. Please make sure you write us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this podcast so that it will help us reach more people. And we will see you back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.